This episode of the Cascadian Beer Podcast has been made possible by the BCL Trail. New experiences are brewing nearby at the bcltrail.ca. Welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name is Aaron and I'm a Cascadian. In this podcast series, I highlight breweries and individuals in the craft beer industry in the Pacific Northwest. If this is your first time here, welcome. I hope you hit follow in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoy it, recommend it to a friend. So something a little different in this episode. I met up with a craft beer industry friend of mine in a Vancouver park where we talked about his career in the craft beer industry, how he got into it and also his current position as head brewer at Monkey Nine Brewing in Richmond, B.C., located on the traditional unceded territories of the Tawasin and Musqueam. Monkey Nine Brewing opened their doors in 2017, which happened to be the year of the monkey. This brewery has a massive restaurant and bar area, including patios as well. So how about we jump into the conversation? Well, my name is Alexander Shemansky. I'm the head brewer at Monkey Nine. Yeah, and uh, we've known each other for a while, uh, through the beer community here, but it's uh, nice to interview you in an official capacity. Yeah, no, it's yeah. been very informal until now. Yeah, Monkey Nine. What's what's the backstory here on, on the brewery? And it's it's not just a brewery; it's a brew pub. Yeah, as well as a bowling alley too. Well, yeah, that's yeah. Like, and that and that's like officially actually our sister company called Lucky Nine. Mm-hmm. So it's just uh, for you know for the record, it's a uh, uh, same ownership, but uh, they're different facilities but connected, right? So absolutely, yeah, yeah. we we uh, we kind of share our space essentially. Right. Um, but yeah, so Monkey Nine, Lucky Nine basically started about four years ago. Mm. We're talking like early 2017. Right. Essentially before that, uh, a brewery called Big River Brewing operated in the space since 2000, not 2000, sorry, 1997. Right. Way earlier. Yeah. Uh, they rebranded as BRB or Be Right Back Brewing in <laughs> 2015, but that only lasted about a year, as far as I'm aware. They were, they were back brif- briefly, huh? And then yes, disappeared again. Yeah, exactly. They <laughs> yeah. they were be right back, and some. So then, yeah, Monkey Nine basically bought the place, and has been in there since. Mm-hmm. I think with the there's only been one other uh, head brewer at this place prior to myself, and then he basically started around 2018. Right, right. Uh, so a little bit about Monkey Nine itself too. Why the monkey and why nine? Yeah, the number. Yeah. So uh, let's just do like a kind of a short form here, but basically. The number nine represents positivity, gratification, togetherness, mm-hmm. magic, and wisdom. Right. Because we identify as more than a place to drink beer, but a place to come together. And that's the official official company statement, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I might have lifted this from the website. <laughs> and, and another thing with the monkey is, well, we identify with the intelligent, organized, playful nature of the monkey and the tight community they keep. So it yeah. all just reflects our our uh, our mission and it's more than just a brand yeah yeah totally and it, it's you get that there because that, that's the thing about a brew pub right it's it's a it's a hangout yeah it's where you go to meet people and have a good time and you have a like a really full-on kitchen there too like it's it's yeah. proper like yeah we got a you know full grill pizza oven mm-hmm we got tots. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all about tots on those on those brew days. Oh yeah, yeah brew days and like and if you're in the in the bowling alley with some uh, buds, like say on a collab. Yep. 
Oh, I look forward to when we can have full collabs. Oh, again. yeah. 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 Well, totally. Like, uh, so yeah, pre COVID times, like, uh, what's the kind of the normal capacity in the pub there? Like, uh, I get the feeling it's like a little over 100 or, yeah, I think it's 100. And then when you have like the normal restaurant spacing, not like the, you know, the, the COVID mm-hmm. uh, two meter spacing, which is, which actually still is great because you got, I think a lot of more people feel a lot more comfortable with that space to kind of stretch out rather than like as soon as they, you shuffle your seat back, you're just hitting the next person. Yeah. 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 Cause yeah, uh, I've been there pre COVID times and then after. And then, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, there was lots of space in there. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then so. you tack on like the, the patios we have. So then you're looking at, and not only easily. that, a proper bar too that you can sit at. Yep. Yeah. You got a little what they call basically the horseshoe bar. So it's, uh, runs like an L or thereabouts, but yep. curved. So, um, yeah, you've been, uh, you've been there, uh, just over a year now, right? Um, well, actually, just under a year. It's right. Started in September last year, 2020. Yeah. And how did beer find you? Oh, how did beer find me? I guess I uh, didn't drink a lot, essentially, in high school. Pretty much only started drinking when I was more or less of age mm-hmm. for the province of British Columbia, so 19 and thereabouts. I don't know what I was waiting for, I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. But uh, started having just the regular beers, whatever you want to, whatever was kind of cheap and accessible. Then I started discovering more European beers, and I was like, ooh, this stuff is really nice. Like, mm-hmm. like little, like, crafts, essentially, from there, so. Which, did you go, like, more Belgian style? Did you go more English style? What, like- I think I just, like picked around, tried everything I could, mm-hmm. found some like, you know, German style Pilsners and then the, uh, some other kind of also like the Polish and the Czech styles. Then, yeah, then I started to discover basically all the Belgian styles, which was, oh, that was a, that was an eye opener, like Chimay and Rochefort and mm-hmm. what is it? Uh, oh, Golden Drac. Oh yeah. 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 Some of those, and those just really opened my eyes of like what's possible in beer. And then, and then also the local crafts, you know, you started discovering Granville Island as an option mm-hmm. and like, and we're also talking like. When Granville Island was also just, just on Granville Island. Yeah, 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 totally. Like, yeah, a little while ago. Ah, a little while ago. A little while ago. Um, so then, uh, did you just, like just get inspired by drinking these beers and wanted to figure out and get into home brewing or like? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's it took a little time though. It wasn't until I think just around 2011 I was actually working a um, concrete job in my engineering kind of summer break. Mm-hmm. I actually had extended the contract on that job, and I looked at. Uh, kind of looked at myself and was like, wait, this is usually when I'm in school again. Huh. I need something to study. You know what? This is about time I started brewing beer. Found out my parents had half the equipment lying around because they were given a wine kit that they never used. So wow. I had most of the stuff I needed. I just needed to go basically check, cross off a few things from the list mm-hmm. at uh, Dan's Home Brewing back in the day. Got some ingredients and boom, just start probably started brewing there in the, my parents' garage and never really looked back. Right. And so what was your first beer you brewed? Uh, I think it was technically a lager recipe they gave me. Right, but like, a, like, like an old grain or? Uh... Yeah, no, I did extract to start because yeah, yeah. I, I only had like a small pod and a few other nicks, you know, yeah. bits and bobs. So so started with that. But yeah, they basically just gave me a lager kit and said, ah, you just, you know, just use the, the ALE, you still be fine. Just warm mm-hmm. fermented. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I get that. Yeah. Made a pretty solid pale ale to start. Yeah, my, my first kit was a Cooper's kit of a Munich lager and yeah, that was... That was the best thing, man, when you make that the first time and it comes oh, yeah. out just perfect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I felt like I could have probably made a bunch of mistakes there at some point, but it seemed yeah. like, I don't know, the stars aligned and it was actually a really good brew. It wasn't yeah. like one of those. My first my first brew, fantastic. The four following, not so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had one of those brews too. Something yeah. like, uh, I think I bottled it way too early or something, so I ended up having like essentially an entire batch of bottles and you know when you like those house sound bottles yeah yeah, yeah. pop one liter popped up so i had to dump all of those yeah because it was just like as soon as you cracked it open it would be a jet stream fountain of <laughs> pressure yeah no i uh my second brew was a uh 
uh, cerveza. But uh, if I had plastic fermenters and got a little too ambitious with the cleaning process and I used a hard metal wire brush on the inside of the fermenter, which caused a little hairline fracture and then got infected in that little hairline fracture, which then spoiled the entire batch. Oh, no. Yeah. Came out tasting like apple cider. So instead of Mexican lager. So did you like after home brewing, did you go and have proper education in, in brewing then? Yeah, uh, I actually ended up going to the Kwantlen Polytechnic University's uh, diploma in what's called brewing and brewery operations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which I, for those outside of the province, that's that's a big program here now in the province yeah, for, like, for the industry. Yeah, When I was taking it, I was just about, I think, in the fourth or fifth intake. And I started that in the fall of like September of 2017. I had kind of just switched gears out of my... Uh, present career at the time, which was essentially concrete in- engineering, a lot of like underground tunnel work. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to do something that I felt like I really like enjoyed the process of, right? A similar technical process, but a lot of art to be had to it. Well, it's kind of like um, anything too, right? Like when you like, you're like, oh, I want to play guitar. And then, you know, you learn a couple chords on mm-hmm. your own, then you want to take it a little further and then you actually get proper training, right? So uh, out, of, out of KPU, where'd you go from there? Uh, so while I was in KPU, I actually worked or worked a few places just in my first semesters, but then I landed a summer gig at Faculty Brewing in mm-hmm. 2018. Yep. Nice little tiny compact brewery there down Absolutely. in the Olympic Village, but, yep. but uh, fantastic spot. Oh no, they have yeah. a great location and, uh, and a great little brew house. Like I really, uh, what's, what's the, what's the expression? Like, uh, cut my teeth there as it were, or right, right. 10 heck brew house and fantastic little location we had we had some barrels at the time in the beginning but and then just kind of expanded to move those barrels out and just get more fermenters and i brewed a lot like i definitely brewed a lot i was there for a good two years in the end mm-hmm. and uh you know talking to the old owner not the old owner but the current owner well the old boss old boss old boss yeah old better, boss yeah. better way to say it yeah. like old boss current yeah, owner yeah, basically yeah. my my old boss like yeah uh, i think he said at the time i think i was there for at least like half the brews <laughs> <laughs> but i think now they've gone and done at least another hundred so or so since so i think that's diluted my my impact <laughs> and, and being such a small system did you, um, did you get a chance to like kind of come up with your own recipes there at faculty i didn't do a whole lot of that we we did more on the pilot right whenever we had uh, mm-hmm. a chance to bring the pilot out at times right like when the brew house gets busy, you're just you're just doing what you can to crank out uh, everything you can on the main system and just just like this glorious spring day that uh, we're sitting in the oh yeah <laughs> sitting in the park enjoying here. And yeah, this is a this is a great day to be having this interview. Patio season in Vancouver for those who don't really know. I mean, yeah, it's no, absolutely. I mean, even even pre-COVID times, it's always the hunt to get the patio spot. This like, this is the then this would be the day. Like this is when the patios would be the most crammed, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, from faculty, uh, you then started a, another little project. And uh, what was yeah. that? Yeah. So yeah, I have uh, you some friends, and uh, we started a project out of Calster uh, called Altitude Beer Company. So we were a beer brand built, uh, kind of sharing the space with Calster Brewing Co. Got the opportunity to kind of really like practice my own recipes. And you launched with an interesting lineup. Oh yeah. Um, the beginning, our first lineup, like in house, we had a hazy IPA collab with our friends, uh, friends of the brewery at uh, Sundown. Beer Co., who were the former residents of Callister. You before took us. over their tank. They were yeah, moving exactly. out, and you were moving out, and you were moving yeah, in. We, yeah, we, we, became, we, we took over FV4, um, which I understand a few other breweries in there have had prior to us as well. Yep. So uh, it was kind of keeping up with tradition, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So that was one of them. I think we came out with a session ale as well, a, 
and we also had a which was like a brown ale kind of worked out too but then our we also collabed prior to our start at uh calster with uh, r&b to make a kind of negroni saison mm-hmm. and uh yeah that was that, that was a big one on launch day I remember. Yeah. yeah 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 we had had three beers on launch and yeah, it was great, great yeah. week. Yeah, and then the, like, I mean, of course, you know, my favorite with you was the Cali Common that you guys Ooh, yeah. always, always cranked out uh, yeah. there. I got we got around to that as kind of brew number five, and then made multiple editions of that because mm-hmm. uh, was a that was like a crowd pleaser, I guess. Yeah, and then you won you won an award. Yeah, uh, we submitted a few beers to the kind of the brewing awards for 2020, more as a like, hey, let's just get some feedback on our brews and. Uh, and funny story, I was actually out camping with a friend when the awards were being held. So I come back into town, I think, uh, late the next day after the awards were announced. And I'm just like, phones exploded with messages, well, from you, as well as <laughs> like my partner being like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait a minute, what happened? Why do I have 75 text messages on my phone? Right yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was for our uh, our Baltic Porter that uh, we had brewed. And that was a that's a fun one because that's uh, named uh, Vistula, which is a name of a river in in Poland, or and that's actually the the German pronunciation. But uh, what I wanted to originally call the beer was uh, Vishwa, but I thought that the t- the spelling on the board would kind of confuse people, and well, I figured to go with a more pronounceable one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. While we were there, uh, we we did a couple collabs too. Um, we did uh, an Icelandic sour recipe that I actually brought back from Iceland. Yeah, you did. That was our, that was actually like our first collab. I think we did it as a pilot. Yeah. And then we f- we saw how great that was because oh, you remember how good Finfolk was, that oh, uh, little yeah. restaurant down the street from, yep. from yep. Calster? Yep. Yeah, we brought it there and uh, they loved it because it was just that uh, well, because some... they were they were a Nordic themed kind of place as it was. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, so it was just like right up their alley and the way it tasted with that little like uh, how do we call that fruity pebble kind of yeah. flavor we got out of our uh, our, of our our secret ingredient the elf yeah. tears yeah 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 oh, the yeah. very the very secret Icelandic yeah. ingredient yeah, yeah very secret oh I know <laughs> <laughs> and so then from there um, you guys wrapped up at Callister um, and then how did the job come about uh, at Monkey Nine for you then uh, yeah I just kind of saw the uh, saw the opportunity coming because uh, Callister our time at Callister and his altitude was ending and we weren't really looking to essentially extend at that time mm-hmm. present cir- like the present circumstances now was was even tighter restrictions of the covid right so well, yeah because covid just kicked in just as you guys were wrapping up so yeah. it was yeah but we weren't really seeing an opportunity there to like essentially continue our brand for the moment anyway so, exactly yeah, yeah. yeah so at that time so i just saw an opportunity out there to become the head brewer of monkey and i and decided to give it a sh- shot and well suppose they liked me so yeah i took the job and here i am still yeah so what's what's been the biggest like kind of learning curve or challenge about because it's is it the same kind of size system at monkey nine that you were brewing on at calister is it larger uh at calister it's definitely larger it's about twice as large mm-hmm. i think uh calister is about a if i recall just about a four yeah it's about a four barrel system mm-hmm. and this one's about actually two and a half actually then in that case whereas uh faculty Versus Monkey Nine is a lot closer on par. I think that's the difference of about three barrel. So it was about a seven barrel system at uh, faculty, which works out to just under ten, like nine nine to ten hex. Whereas uh, you get pretty much bang on ten hex at uh, Monkey Nine. Right, and at Monkey Nine, you know they have established brands and recipes and stuff. But I mean, how much tweaking have you done, and what else have you kind of brought into the lineup? Uh, a decent amount of tweaking. I just kind of uh, only tweak them enough to kind of keep the core. The spirit of it alive from the past brewmaster but just to essentially find like 
a bit more simplicity in the style, so it was easier to kind of produce. You know, malt comes in, malt goes out, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, one to one, right? You don't end up holding too much inventory, too long, mm-hmm. brew to brew. Especially if you're only brewing that one that one type of beer, maybe like once every few months. So, like, let's say like like an original recipe would have had like maybe like four different varieties of malts in there. You probably mm-hmm. simplified that down to two, right, or yeah, something cut, like that. I cut down a few of the things where it was just like maybe a few different types of crystal where I thought I could probably bring this down to a one type of crystal. Mm-hmm. And then that simplified my inventory um, vastly. Right. Uh, and then for new things, I've brought in a few things that I haven't even tried, like currently on tap, which is we brought it in just in time, I think, for this Vancouver uh, uh, patio weather is the Oranga Wit mm-hmm. Belgian Wit Beer. I had never actually made a Wit Beer before homebrew style, so it was really felt like a great success. Mm-hmm. Uh, really carries forward that kind of typical flavor of uh, orange and uh, coriander seed, mm-hmm. particularly too, because I got to use my one of my favorite hops, the uh, Mandarina Bavaria. Mm-hmm. Fantastic hop, like really carries forward that orange flavor too. Right. Cool. So on tap now, huh? So, Absolutely. All right. And then, uh, yeah. So yeah, let's talk about summer. Like what, what are you planning for a beer summer lineup out there at Monkey Nine? Yeah, we're We've got the Oringa Wit. We've now just actually recently tapped uh, Iwazaru, our uh, next uh, sour. And uh, this is a fun one because kind of building off of our experience from our the Sour You and Me collabed at... Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Which we also collabed at Monkey Nine and brewed it again on that, the bigger system. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, made, we made a uh, we made one with a, a very Nordic, even more Nordic themed, uh, what is it? Yeah. Recipe ingredient because we used those peckle hops. Yeah, uh, from did, Finland. Did, yeah. That's right. But this one decided like using the same kind of souring process uh we just ended up throwing vic secret at it from uh uh what is it in the late stage boil as well as the dry hop and the whole man is it it carried forward a lot of uh we're we're enjoying it right now and it's oh, going it's going down so nice this in the is, sun here yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah that is that is very true it really carries forward that kind of passion fruit flavor and then the one we're enjoying right now actually was kind of a limited time uh, release where we one of the employees from the bowling side actually brought in some sorel which is basically a type of hibiscus Mm-hmm. Uh, really carries forward a nice uh, sweetness to it. Yeah, for me, like I think it's playing with the Vic Secret, where uh, it almost kind of gives it a strawberry, like a, a like a really I, I, almost earlier strawberry. You know, like when you pick a strawberry that's mm. not quite ripe, but you know it, it's still good and sweet. But yeah. it's like it's yeah. It's, I see that. Yeah. 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 If somebody was wanting to come out and visit you, like what's that, what's the easiest directions that you could give to finding Monkey Nine there? Well, if you're um, we're a bit of a destination brewery. If you're driving, which is maybe, you know, maybe eight out of 10 people who are going to be doing it, you can essentially just drive down Highway 99 as if you're heading towards the, the Massey Tunnel in Vancouver or in Richmond. But you want to take the Stevenson Highway exit and uh, head eastbound mm-hmm. until you hit, uh, well, you'll see you'll see the massive uh, Silver City uh, theaters. Yeah, the big IMAX complex. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. So you yeah. want to just like, just start driving past that and then you'll see Entertainment Boulevard and we're... We're right on Entertainment Boulevard, right across from that theater. Sweet. And if somebody's wanting to uh, brew some beer themselves, what would be some advice you can give them to make some better beer? Cleanliness is next to godliness, so you always want to clean everything carefully. Don't, like, create any fractures (laughs) in your equipment. And then just, uh, I don't know, also relax and, and, you know, have some fun when you're doing it at home, Mike, right? Just uh, enjoy the process. Like we went, shot a few rounds of bowling and in in between the brewing process, went back in, finished the beer. That's right. That's right. More tots and bowling after. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thank you, sir. Great to see you. Yeah. Thanks for bringing beers. Oh, thanks for your time. Big thanks to Xander for his time and the beer in the park. Really appreciate it. 
And I hope you go check out Monkey Nine. It's a really cool space. Food's great. Beer's obviously good. And yeah, maybe even get a few uh, rounds of bowling in. Now the weather's changing here in Cascadia, and it's uh, really exciting that uh, it looks like we're finally getting a hold of uh, COVID and restrictions are being lifted and travel hopefully soon will be open again around the province. So what better time to start planning your next beer adventure than going to the BCL Trail website? At the bcltrail.ca, you'll find recommended itineraries to, you know, inspire you to get traveling again and check out our province. I know I'm certainly waiting to get back out there and visit our breweries around the province. So uh, how about you inspire yourself by going to the bcltrail.ca and then once it's safe to travel around and do so, man, you got a great plan. You got a weekend, you got a week. Any ideas you can come up with, you can find them at the bcltrail.ca. And thanks again, guys, for supporting this episode. If you want to follow along on social media, you can by going to facebook.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. Also on Twitter at Cascadian Beer and on Instagram at Cascadian Beer Podcast. The website, of course, is Cascadian.beer. And thank you so much again for your time. I really do appreciate it. And until next time, remember, support your local.